everybody. Welcome to the Talking Disney Classics podcast. We are really excited today to, <laughs> to, to say it with a slap. We're here to talk about <laughs> the very interesting package film from Walt Disney Animated Studios, the ninth animated classic. Uh, we're talking about Fun and Fancy Free, and I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and my very good friend Stanford is here. Hi. Yeah. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting one to to review in the canon. Absolutely! Oh, this is an interesting <laughs> film. I'm really anxious to talk to you about it, Rachel, yeah. or more yeah. like to help me process through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's interesting because we hadn't talked about any of the package films, and then we reviewed the uh, the South American films in December, and then in January we reviewed the um uh make not make my music um or no that was that in february i can't remember but anyway yeah and then we did uh melody time yes and then uh no we did snow white in january and then we did melody time in february and then now we're doing fun now and fancy free yeah <laughs> the random the random number generator is giving us package films yeah they're punishing us for getting so many so many of the renaissance films in a row exactly. uh, yeah this this film came out in 1947 and the package films were a, a series that, that were kind of by necessity where they were trying to make something to put out during world war ii and uh, so they kind of keep the studio going uh, and this one is is one of the ones where it's just basically two uh two films two shorts yes uh, as opposed to melody uh melody time and make my music tv you know i just mm -hmm. you're never seeing it on tv yeah and uh so i think you know there's something uh something like they they used to compile them all together and there'd be like a whole episode a whole vhs tape on like friendship and it would be right. these shorts and stuff and on. shorts yeah and mickey and the beanstalk was included in one yeah in one of those in those mm -hmm. and it's interesting too and i know we'll get there but the mickey and the beanstalk short in this in fun of fancy free is is really broken up with these weird inter interstitials with edgar bergen i know we're gonna talk you know? about that <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna get there but so that was kind of shocking too because it's like wait, where's this commentary coming from, you know? Right. <laughs> from, uh, instead of just kind of all the short, just playing continuously. Yeah. Uh, so let's just dive in and talk about this. Uh, so the it starts out with Jiminy Cricket narrating. Which also is random <laughs> to yeah. me. It's like... It is. Now, why is Jiminy Cricket in this movie? <laughs> and I guess it was the first character to be uh kind of spun off yeah from one of the one of the narrative films so obviously you had like the fab five but they weren't part of it's not like you had grumpy as his own movie or uh you know one of the characters from uh any of the other films yeah like, and it, it if i'm not mistaken it it was it was it kind of launched jiminy cricket into a a new role because he became a narrator uh, with stuff with the um, Mickey Mouse Club show, oh, okay. you know, in the in the fifties, and then uh, he hosted stuff on on 
you know, the various iterations of the wonderful world of Disney. Oh. He, you know, he was like, he was like a, a, a well, he's kind, kind of, of a, some kind of a host, you know, yeah. like a host role. And so anyway, this, I guess, was his first time. I guess you see him later, that. you see him in Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah. Too. Uh, yeah. Later on. I mean, as uh, goes to past mm-hmm. uh, and kind of sort of a narrator uh and so that 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 makes sense uh are you a are you a jiminy cricket fan um i like jiminy cricket yeah i think jiminy cricket is really is 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 really a cute great character and i like i particularly like you know these cliff edwards who was his original voice in the pinocchio film and in this one i think he's just got such a charming voice that Mm -hmm. works so well uh yeah so that that part i i I really like, although I still felt like it was very random. And he sings, I'm a happy go lucky fellow. Yeah. He almost has a, oh, sorry. Oh, no, please, after you. He almost sounds a little bit Fred Astaire ish to me. Yes. In this. It's, the delivery is very interesting. It's, it's, it's almost, it seems different than, I mean, you can tell by his voice, you know, that, that it's, you know, Jiminy Cricket slash yeah. Cliff Edwards, but but he does yeah it's really good comparison this does sound very much like fred Astaire. yeah yeah because yeah. uh, one of my all-time favorite movies we should watch it because it's coming up on easter i absolutely adore easter parade oh absolutely i love that movie yeah. so much Judy, Judy and, garland and yeah, yeah. and it just it's, was it's, making me think of him uh you know just that whole scene in easter parade when he's uh he's, the whole song with the hat oh He's singing that song. I don't know why. It made me think of it when he's just, I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow. Kind of had that same sort of feel to me uh, in it. And uh, I I feel like, uh, I mean, not to be on an Easter Parade podcast, but but I I feel like that movie is never talked about. It was one of the great musicals, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's great. Songs by Irving Berlin and directed by Vincent Minnelli. It's so good. I like it better than White Christmas. I do. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but- <laughs> well, and speaking of music too, you, um, the songs, this or that happy go lucky fellow song was written by this, by the same songwriting team that wrote the songs for Pinocchio. Disney's Pinocchio. Yeah, right. So. Lee Harlan and yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Ned Washington. Yes. And uh, so uh, we see Jiminy, uh, he, he's saying, everyone is worrying too much. And I had to laugh because, you know, I'm, I'm watching this movie and everybody right now is going crazy. Like it's <laughs> like people are, people are selling hand sanitizer on eBay and, and fighting over toilet paper and the world is yeah. going nuts. And, and so it was kind of a, it was, it was sort of, a surreal moment you know <laughs> like Jiminy right. Cricket and the headlines and everything and I, I i i think the uh the headlines i wrote down the headlines that he sees jiminy oh cool yeah we, we have the human race is going crazy and then there's catastrophe scene as crisis looms yeah. we have scientists commission doom report <laughs> we have yeah. martial law proclaimed all over the world <laughs> yeah. we have oceans will gobble earth scientists forecast <laughs> you know yeah. Isn't yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah end of the world near astrologers predict a yep. community picnic postponed <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that and, made me laugh in, con- yeah. you know, in the context too yeah, yeah. right yeah. i mean that's the most dire of all 
Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, he says, why get so excited? Whatever is going to be, will be. So. <laughs> Wisdom from Jiminy Cricket. That's right. It's just, just what we need. That's right. So we need today too. And it's so interesting is you'll, you think, I mean, clearly so much has changed and then so much hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It was, it was kind of surreal. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're going to get the hand sanitizer that you need in life at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then we get into Bongo and Bongo is narrated by Dinah Shore. And I think she does a nice job. Well, iteration. I do too, and and you know, it just plays to her strength. I think Dinah Shore had a, ha, has a great voice. Yeah, and and she's 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 a good narrator, uh, and and a, I think a, and a good singer. Yeah, you know, um, and I really like the look of Bongo. I mean, I think that the, I think that the art direction of Bongo, yeah, is really solid. And then that's about all the nice things I have to say (laughs) about Bongo. (laughs) Although one interesting thing of note, just really about Bongo too, and and I had forgotten this. So that little children's book I was referring to, I really Uh think it was a picture book. You know, and again, it was so long ago. I wish I could remember and I wish I could find it. You know, I wish I had it. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't remember seeing it past childhood, but um, <laughs> maybe my parents got rid of it. Like, oh, we hate this. You know, this we gotta get, donate this book or whatever. Right. But, um, but uh, it it it's based on a on a story by Sinclair Lewis, who you know is a is, is a noted American author called Little Bear Bongo. And I thought I should just try to find that one of these times. And I I, I didn't you know in time for our, our mm-hmm. recording, but. But I, I want to check it out. It's a, it's a short story because I I had to read some stuff by Sinclair Lewis in college, some novels. Yeah, and they're and they're. I, mean, he, I, I highly doubt writer. Highly doubt heavy. Sinclair is saying it with a slap. I, think, <laughs> I bet you. I, I have a feeling Disney added that in. I, I that's exactly <laughs> what I want to find out. It's like, did he really include that? <laughs> because wow, that that um, whole. That whole sequence. Yeah, that would be interesting. Just can't wait uh, for that to get over with every time it starts. But I, I do, I, I enjoy the backgrounds. I think it looks really pretty. Oh, I mean, I it, love the look of it. I love it. Yeah, it has that Dumbo kind of aesthetic. Yes, uh, which exactly. I enjoy. And the, uh, the you get sort of the the feeling of he, you know, we find out he's the pampered bear. Uh, in the with the gilded in the, cage, in the gilded cage, yeah, yeah. He dreams of being free in the woods, and uh, one day he uh, he is able to break free into the woods. Uh, the forest gets really scary at night. Uh, it takes a long time for him to get out there. See, the, yeah, that's the really <laughs> probably the main issue I have with Bongo is that it's really dry, dragged out. It I think, is way I think, too long, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's way too long for, for what they're trying to, to, to illustrate. And not that my entertainment is the, is the thing that should drive it, but I mean, I could truly say, I, every time I watch this sec- sequence, I get so bored. Yeah, it's. I really, it I, I'm just bored out of my mind. It's yeah. like, and then, and then the slapping part starts, and just like, are you serious? <laughs> you know, yeah. anyway. Well, and one of the things I hate in early Disney is like the insta love kind of thing, where yeah. uh, where a male character will see a female character, and all of a sudden their eyes will go all buggy, and they'll be like hypnotized. Yeah, 
I hate like, that. Like and in Bambi just, and yeah, and Bambi know. Jungle Book. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, Fox and the Hound. I hate that. And so <laughs> this is, that happens here, and uh, yep. and you've got this female character. I forget her name. It's I think it's Lulu Bell. Lulu Bell, and it is kind of weird right? because they're like the only ones that are small. Yeah. <laughs> they're the only small bears, and all the other bears are big. So I guess yeah. they're, they're made for each other. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, because she, she's yeah she's like five or six times smaller than that big bear who yeah. is yeah like you know so weird. Here's like her main suitor. Yeah. Right. And she like bats her eyes, and then all of a sudden he gets all hypnotized, and I really really hate that. And uh, and then we get this. Uh, uh, she's mad because he won't slap her. And in this <laughs> this world of the forest, uh, you say it with a slap. And yeah, that's how you say "I love you" is that you, the bears slap each yeah. other. And here's yeah. some of the lyrics. It says. When a bird loves a bird, he can twitter. When a puppy falls in love, he can yap. Every pigeon likes to coo when he says, I love you. But a bear likes to say it with a slap. And then it goes on. It says, says, you can ask any bear, oh, there's nothing to compare with a love tap strong or weak. So if you're ready for romance and you ever get the chance, grab your girl, give her your cheek. And... Uh, so yeah i so when love comes along don't be silly never ever waste your time like a sap let the others hug and kiss but the bear facts are this that a bear likes to say it with a slap 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 (laughs) (laughs) i just i mean i i think this is i have two songs i think are the worst songs in all disney canon i think this song and i think uh uh you're a great guy whatever the from hunchback and it's not a guy a guy like a guy you. like you yeah because yeah. a guy like you is so hurtful to the narrative of that movie it's it so is so out of place so it just oh like it doesn't even it's actually kind of cruel and mean and it's this it's so tonally off it doesn't work at all it's just so it's bad like on its own it's a fine song but it's so detrimental to the success of that film i think yeah and then then this which is just like i I mean i know that the 40s were a different time but i still don't think they were wanting those kids to go slapping everybody slapping each other and yeah and it yeah it it doesn't work it's just it's just it's the continuation of the things that the the story none of the story works in in, in this short for me as i've already said (laughs) why on earth would you want to tell kids that if they love each other they should slap each other with a slap yeah i mean that's so bizarre and (laughs) and i kind of feel like uh the uh you know the the old humphrey bear humphrey the bear yes ones uh that those are that's like the better way to do this story yeah it's the uh the <laughs> pick a bead paper up yeah that's better <laughs> yeah the bears so... look so similar too don't they they all yeah, they yeah. seem like they modeled them after yeah yeah there were there only two of those humphrey the bear 
I don't know the names. Yeah, I think there there's were. only two. Okay. Well, only two that I can that I've seen. Yeah. Uh, there's the fishing one and the uh, the picking up trash one. But but anyway, and yeah, I mean, it's just such a terrible song, and uh, the the whole sort of fighting over the girl, and uh, the uh, um, there's this whole section where they're falling in love and there's like cupid and they're in the clouds and and those two little bears or whatever that are like the assistants or whatever you know that are rolling out the grass form whatever i mean yeah I, I mean again the look of it's really cute but the whole thing is just yeah yeah and then there's so there's the big bear who's the rival bear and uh, there, there's just a whole lot of chasing, 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 chasing. <laughs> yes. And then Bongo ends up slapping her, which is just so bizarre. I, <laughs> um, and uh, they end up in love and there we go. That's Bongo. But yeah, it's really, it's not good. It's just not good. It's not funny. It's not charming. It's, <laughs> teaching kids to slap i just can't with bongo it's not for me yep <laughs> so i hear yeah it's not i i i i was trying to watch it again with it with not i mean just with fresh eyes and i still yeah. didn't like it <laughs> oh, no, no. oh my gosh uh so then we get to luana Patton. her birthday party is happening and she uh is the little girl who was on uh on song of the south yes and she, so dear to my heart she was in that one too yeah a little just a, a little child actress you know there at the disney studios in the late 40s you know mid to late 40s right um and and this is live action so we go from all animated into this kind of now transition where jiminy cricket's observing into this live action scene with luana pans for her birthday party well it's just so weird that you would have you would have not only this little girl inviting this old man into her birthday party with no other nobody else there but then all these puppets it's it's yeah. so strange <laughs> it's so strange and i really feel like this is one of those two it's definitely a product of the time because I, mean, I I'm aware of Edgar Bergen and I, mm -hmm. and I remember seeing him uh, in like on TV and stuff when I was, you know, when I was very young and yeah. my, you know, my, my parents explained to me because I also never thought he was that great of a ventriloquist. See, that's because... the thing. I mean, I'd heard of course about Charlie McCarthy. Yeah. So when I watched this movie, I was shocked because he, the first yeah. time, cause he's not very good. He's, he's just moving his lips and yeah. And, and, uh, so I, I wonder if audiences at the time thought it was really great because here again, you know, first off, Dinah Shore, who's very popular probably mm -hmm. at the time. And then same with Edgar Bergen, like, oh, this is so fun where, you know, look at it from our eyes, you know, at least from today, you know, and I think, wow, what's, what's this? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking here on Wikipedia that comes from the reception. The New Yorker says, Walt Disney, who seems to have been aiming for mediocrity in his recent productions, has not even hit his mark with this film. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like a, a Time Magazine says, in spite of the Disney technical skill, it has never been a very good idea to mix cartoons and live actors. With genial showmanship, Mr. Bergen and company barely managed to save their part of the show. Most of the bongo section is just middle grade Disney 
not notably inspired and once mickey and friends get involved with willie the whole picture peters out and becomes an off an oddly off balance and inconsequential uh, as oddly off balance and inconsequential as its title so it sounds like it's pretty <laughs> yeah the critics <laughs> back yeah. then were yeah, yeah. But they're right. I mean, I, it's just so weird. It just does not. I mean, I'm sure. I think ventriloquism was more popular then, uh, and right. he was obviously a popular person, Charlie McCarthy, and yes, and and, uh, and, uh, and, and but and I don't know if they. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess I don't know if they were in other films too, and and you know, if, if he was also uh, clearly probably an early TV star as mm-hmm. well. But because uh, I mean, in the in melody time, you know, they start with the actors that are then going to narrate, and that's what they do here. But uh, here, it's just it's just so weird. Why would you have an old man be at a little girl's birthday party and like, as the only guest, as the only guest with all these with, puppets? Like with, what? Yeah, with the creepy puppets. So there's <laughs> Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd, I believe, are the two oh, the two main puppets, puppets. and then. He's also doing that. That's when it opens up. He's doing that weird hand, you know, that character which is with his hand. You know, the, the oh painted. yeah, yeah. That almost so looks weird. like a nun. You know, I mean, or something uh-huh. <laughs> like some kind of weird. It's crazy. Scarf. Yeah, it's it's um, <laughs> it's 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 really it's really weird. I mean, Luana Pans, she's 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 cute, but but uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's like, where are your friends? Yeah, and it's right. all because it's all like your mother, this is, somebody. yeah, your mother is like this is not your dad, you know. Clearly, they, they did not establish that this was her dad, but anyway, weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess the closest we can think about it now is maybe if you'd have a, a sequence with the the like on Sesame Street with the Muppets, yeah. maybe that's somehow thinking, similar. It's kind of like a Sesame Street, maybe, thing, for but sure. <laughs> yeah, that's so uh, weird. Yeah, it's so weird, but and, make, um, yeah. And then, you know, as we had mentioned earlier before, what's so weird too, and I know we'll, we'll, we'll continue to talk about this, but they keep coming back. So then not only do they introduce it, <laughs> then, wow. Anyway, please, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you again. No. Uh, so Mickey and the Beanstalk, it starts out with the ideal uh, Happy Valley. And uh, you have um, uh, My What a Happy Day. Which, and is, I, which is a song I loved as a kid and I still... It made me smile rewatching it. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a cute song. Yeah, it is nice. And uh and Edgar Bergen is narrating it. And this is the last time that we hear uh we hear Walt Disney voice Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. So well, of... this this is when he he stopped doing it. I, and and sounds like he did part of it and then Jimmy McDonald did mm-hmm. part of it too, who took over from him from this, you know, from this point on. Yeah. Um but yeah that's pretty interesting i and i i was wondering i mean i was trying to listen closely to it as i was watching like okay i wonder i think i think you probably tell which one's walt but then you know know, jimmy don did a good job too so So but still kind of sentimental in that regard i know and there's a lot of weird things about this this short this featurette really and originally i guess it was going to be a feature film and then they changed it yeah they changed it around and to, yeah to make it work into this package format yeah yeah and you have this harp that spreads the magic spell that creates everything happy and happy valley and uh the harp is taken and all of a sudden everything turns into a horrible 
horrible place. <laughs> Unhappy Valley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turns to misery, like the eighth grade. I thought that was a funny line. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and uh, so you have Goofy, Donald, and Mickey. And I didn't even think of, you sent over the trivia, but I hadn't even uh, really thought about the fact that so many, or none of the, the female uh, Fab Five are here. Right. So it's just um, Goofy, Donald, and Mickey. Yeah, Minnie was planned in that full-length feature that didn't, you know, that didn't yeah. get made. And then they they cut her character in order to make it work, I think, you know, for the time and and whatnot. And, I mean, I think Minnie, Minnie's missed, for sure. But uh, but still, I, I I always love anything with with Mickey doll and Goofy too. Mm-hmm. So so. Uh, well, especially this. I mean, the very first part of this short is probably the best part of a whole movie. Yes, I think. And you have them <laughs> cutting this bread, so it's like a Aww. it's like a piece of tra- like a transparency. Yeah. I know when, they, when they're cutting that it. bean. They're cutting that bean. You know, it's like, oh, this is so sad. And Donald just getting crazier yeah. and crazier and crazy mind. is hilarious. I could watch yeah. that all day. Yeah. Yeah, and his eyes getting all googly, and he gets the axe, and he's like going out to the to the to the cow. <sighs> kill the cow. Yeah. <laughs> I I love I really love that too, and and I think one of its strengths is that we these characters are so well established that they can just instantly go into that and you just get it, you know, cause you just know how these three characters are all supposed to act and they're very consistent. Mm-hmm. I think with that too, which is cool. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's one of the fun things about using, I think these existing Well, yeah. Characters. And just seeing Donald just totally lose it. It's oh like yeah. This. I mean, he completely loses it. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> And, uh-huh. and, I, and I love how they animated that too. I do you know, too. It was really, really extreme. Yeah. So then Mickey sells the cow for beans, and Donald he can't, he can't do uh, it. Exactly. <laughs> He's freaking out. And uh, and then they wake up, and uh, well, they first they have the fantasy sequence where they uh, sing uh, delicious dishes to Funikuli yes. Funikula. Yeah. Just it's just a kind of a cute way. Yeah. And then they fall asleep. And this actually is my favorite sequence that I could watch over and over and over again mm-hmm. when the beanstalk grows mm-hmm. and they uh, you know, they're in their beds and and how they their bodies are kind of going all over the place, but they never wake up, you know. <laughs> you right. know? And that to me just is almost like a classic uh, Mickey Donald and Goofy short, you know, from mm-hmm. from from uh, earlier in the in the decade or or, or even in the in the thirties, you know. Yeah, I, I I love that. I just can't. Yeah. I could watch it over and over. Yeah, that's I like that too. And there's a whole sequence where Donald fights this dragonfly, and you see this, this whole like weird little action sequence in there, and. And then they reach they reach the castle, and you, that's when you hear "fee five o fum," and, and you see the the giant. You meet Willie the giant. Yeah, yeah. And there's the big feast and the golden harp up there, 
And uh, one thing that's kind of strange in this movie is that they give the giant magical powers. Yeah, that's so odd. Why did they do that? I have no idea. I don't no know idea. why they did that. Because, yeah, the giant can, can magically morph into anything that he wants. Mm-hmm. And so Mickey tries to talk him into morphing into a fly because there's a giant, there's a giant fly swatter. Right. That they could try to try to, but he, the giant, even though he's completely stupid, kind of <laughs> figures it out. <laughs> then yeah. Gonna, you know, then they want to swat him. And then he turns into a, a pink rabbit. A pink bunny. And some other and stuff. We and we don't know why. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And uh, so the, the harp sings a song called My Favorite Dream. And always which push the giant to sleep. It's just kind of his standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is why the giant wanted her in the first place, right? I mean, just, just for his own selfish right. purposes. Yeah. And then Mickey tries to get the key from the pocket of the giant. And, uh, and then they're able to free Goofy Donald and the harp. And there's the giant chases them. Uh, but then the giant falls down the they uh, saw the beanstalk yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like yeah. Where, did, where did they get this giant saw all of a sudden oh you're right yeah that's true <laughs> but still they're uh, able to get so the giant the giant falls to, giant his, falls. to his death yeah sort of, the, sort the, of. yeah then the valley prospers and and then the last part of the the movie is you see the giant in Hollywood. Yeah, the giant. <laughs> they they end up back at Luana Patton's party, you know, and Edgar yeah. Bergen's, and and and, and uh, they're they're wrapping that up, and then the giant like pokes his head in through the window, and doesn't Jiminy is you know Jiminy Cricket sees him or something. I don't know if that. Yeah, you know. something anyway, like that. Yeah, that, that that's my favorite action. Though that's the one scene I do like with the giant because. Uh, as he's trotting through Hollywood, there's like Grauman's Chinese Theater, <laughs> you know, some of my favorite right. places. The old brown derby that he puts on. Oh yeah, yeah, that he puts on as a, a hat. <laughs> he, he walks off, so it's kind of a funny joke. But it's like, didn't he die? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and what's he doing <laughs> at Luana Pan's party? Just like Edgar Bergen, what's he doing? <laughs> yes and so uh, that's the end of the movie my last ranking i had it at 51 out of 57 so it was one of my least favorite oh it's it's definitely one of my least favorites too i have it uh at number um 49 okay pretty close to me then yeah Mm -hmm. you know i i don't just love the package films. I mean, I, oh. I, I there's some I like more than others, but definitely this one is the one I, I like. Uh, you know, kind of yeah. the least for sure. I, I, I melody time and uh, make my music. I I have an a sort of a an affinity for. I'm, I'm not. I don't know if I necessarily think they're good, but they're entertaining and experimental and weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this one isn't even that. It's just. It's not I, not the yeah. best. See, and I really, I really, I love actually the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Uh, yeah, that one's you know, really weird, but entertaining. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, for yeah. me it works better yeah. than than uh, this one for sure. Oh no question, no question. So I did get a few comments 
uh, from Twitter about oh, cool. this movie. Um, so we have uh, <laughs> uh, Mega Crash the Hedgehog. He says, it was fine. The shorts shown in it are good, but the way they try to connect it all in one story feels clumsy. Jiminy Cricket has his moments, and I like the songs with one exception. The live action segments aren't terrible, but aren't particularly amusing either. It's six out of 10. And we have Animated Antic. He says, definitely the weakest of the package films. I think the two segments are both good, but work better separately. I love Mickey and the Beanstalk, but I like the TV version where Ludwig found Drake narrates it more than the film version with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Yeah, like we were talking about, yeah. Uh, Eli Sanza says, Bongo was overstretched ad nauseum. Mickey and the Beanstalk is the best part of the movie, but I kind of wish Edgar Bergen was more funny. Overall, a mixed bag. Uh, The Entity of Darkness says it was not good. (laughs) Edgar Bergen was the only entertaining part of the movie. Even as a kid, I always remember fast-forwarding over the Bongo segment to get to Mickey and the Beanstalk. And then finally, Aaron Viking Meerkat says, I kind of enjoyed Fun and Fancy Free. Sure, it's not the best one, but Mickey and the Beanstalk is the most iconic in the Disney media. So there we go. Some different thoughts. Absolutely. Great thoughts <laughs> from, from your awesome followers. So uh, for next, we are not going to do the random number generator this month because we are going to have, uh, we are going to be talking about Mulan next month. Uh, with the live action film coming up we thought it would be fun to talk about that one and yes uh, absolutely yeah so that uh and then we'll get back to doing our random (laughs) number generator uh soon after that and we are going to have a uh, special guest, Kristen Mal- Mal- Maldonado, uh, on next month. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm she's so a, excited. She's a really fun Disney YouTuber. And uh, so that will be great. And uh, so check that. Make sure to look out for that and uh, get ready for Mulan next month. And uh, and so there we go. We talked about it. Fun and fancy free is done. Fun and fancy free. <laughs> we we live to tell. Yes. <laughs> so if you're listening, let us know what you think of uh of this one. Uh, we're at at Disney Talking on Twitter. You can send us your thoughts, uh, and then also uh you can let us know in the comment section. Uh, we would love to hear uh, your thoughts on these movies and. Uh, Stanford, where can people find you? Yes, I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark, and I have a movie blog and podcast at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere. And you can also find me at the Hallmarkies podcast. So make sure to check that out as well. And uh, thanks so much, Stanford. It's always so much fun. Uh, thank and, you, Rachel. Uh, it's great. <laughs> and we have our patron group. Please check that out. And also we have our merch store, which has some uh, animation junkie shirts. So check that out. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone. Bye.